Hey everybody, welcome to Concert Conversations brought to you by Ion Bank and the wonderful Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut. Palace Theater is a magnificent 2,600-seat theater in Waterbury, Connecticut, and it has all kinds of national acts, at least it will in the near future. I'm Tom Forst. I'm your host. I'm a Blues Hall of Famer, and I live in Connecticut, and I love to talk to musicians who are local, regional, and national, and even international, which is who I'm going to be talking to today, a friend of mine, a guitar savant, and that's no kidding, uh, my friend Jimmy Bell. Hey, Jimmy, how are you? Tom, how are you, my friend? So great to hear from you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Well, you know, uh, the little that we've talked, uh, I always walked away thinking, okay, this guy's attitude and his playing ability don't match because you always seem so nice and you don't seem to have an ego. And yet, I mean, your playing is off the charts, seriously. Well, Tom, Tom I appreciate that so much. But you know what I found? Um, you know, I've just never had that that uh, an ego thing. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because first off, it's just not my personality. And um, I'm, I'm always learning. Uh, you never stop learning. And, you know, when you, I mean, I don't even know how a person could have an ego when they you can look on the Internet uh, nowadays and, you know, you see some little six year old or eight year old kid from Asian, you know, blowing your doors in. You yeah, know? I know. I, I mean, the, the talent that's out there is absolutely amazing. And I never wanted to to be like that i'm just who i am i've always been nice to everybody i I appreciate my fans i appreciate my friends and all the musicians i've ever played with um i'm grateful that i've had such a um a good fan base throughout my career because i think it's because of the fact that i i always make it a point to treat everybody good treat everybody with respect you know that's that's the way it is like I, i i'll never listen to another guitar player and go, Oh, I don't, you know, I don't like that guy. I would never say that about anybody because I'll, I'll tell you why. And my, my little bit of an experience, uh, working in a music store, um, uh, you know, really humbled me a lot. You know, I would be walking around and you hear tons of people playing. And even if a guy's not that good of a player, all of a sudden he plays something that my head would spin and go, wow, that was, you know, that was great. You know, it's like somebody, everybody has something to offer no matter what, what they do. And that's how I always looked at it. And you can't, you can never stop learning. And that's what makes guitar so beautiful. You know what? Uh, I, I do the master class. I'm, I'm sure you do. And, and I always tell people, look, it's not a competition. As long as you get up there and you say, I've got a story to tell musically. And you tell your story, not you know, I don't tell Jimmy Bell's story. I can't. Right. You do, you do what you, what you do and what, I mean, look, I love the way you play guitar. I, I think it's phenomenal. I mean, I grew up, I, I don't know if you, if you know exactly my, my history, but you know, I grew up with the playing blues. Mm-hmm. I, I like the era that I came from uh, as far as guitar players go. My, my first introduction to guitar uh, you know, I started when I was 13. 
uh, and I was a drummer prior to that. And, you know, I was, I was a junior in junior high and the guys from high school would come over and jam at my house. Well, they brought over uh, the Johnny Winter live album, Johnny Winter and it had Rick Derringer on it. Um, And I, I put that record on and that that record changed my life. It made me drop my drum scholarship that I had from the Hartford Conservatory and want to play guitar. I just was like so blown away with Johnny Winter and and uh, I, I liked him because he had this certain fire to his playing and uh, oh, it was just it, it was just amazing, you know. So and then I got you know I started digging into all the other blues players and stuff. So I really have you know what you took to the next level. I grew up as a start for you know that was my start. Yeah. Uh, for that. But then I, you know, someone turned me on to Richie Blackmore, you know, mm-hmm. from Deep Purple. And then that changed my life. And then <laughs> and then once I discovered Al Dimiola, uh, yeah. uh, that that just was a game changer. So I, you know, I kind of took Johnny Winter, Richie Blackmore, Al Dimiola and just created this style uh, of my own. And, yeah. And you and, and you do have that style, Jimmy. Um, it's funny because. Uh, I I can't say that my mind is probably as complicated as yours is. Um, one of the things that I always admired is your technical prowess on the guitar, but much more than that, because I you know you can admire that all day long for, for an engineer, you know. Right. But uh, one of the things I admire most, it seems as though. I don't want to get too heady here, but it sound, it feels to me like your soul is coming out of your fingers, uh, which I admire. Oh, that, I appreciate that. Well, you know, I think a lot, you know, like I said, a lot has to do with what you're introduced to as a guitar player. And I feel bad, you know, nowadays for a lot of the young guitar players, because, you know, there was a while in the 90s where guitar solos were not cool to play. Like if you were in a rock right. band and you were right. playing and you were uh, like the nineties music had no guitar solos. So, uh, but I never stopped playing because it just, that was just my style. I mean, I, I went off and said, I was playing, you know, telecasters. I was really getting into country guitar during that whole thing. And, um, but it's weird once, you know, the, the whole thing, the, the term shred, uh, came back on and I see all these young guys playing, it's like some there's so many of them are just you know way way light years better than what I'm doing, but it's it's missing something. It's they're they're not they don't have that that blues background. To me, that's such an important thing. You know, they grew up like their first guitar player that they ever heard was a, a lot of them was maybe Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where they started their guitar journey at Eddie Van Halen. You know, and that's that's a great start. But there was, you know, that's, there's, there's so much before that, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I want to direct people to something that you did. Uh, you, you did a live performance. It's called the Monster of Rock Cruise. And yes. that solo rivals anything I have seen. And I will say mainly because of it, the fact that it free flowed and the emotion was just what you said. I see so many technically brilliant players 
uh, out there. And, you know, you go to a jam or you do something else. And sometimes I say, man, that's great. But, you know, it sounds like Lick 42 from album 23, you know, and it's, there's no one. If if you can't play emotionally and you don't play to the song, you just play to, you know, show how good you are. That's not music. Exactly. You know, and and one thing that I never did, with the exception of maybe three solos in my life, I never sat down to to copy another guitar player note for note because, you know, I see these guys that could play, you know, an Eric Johnson solo note for note or an Yngwie Malmsteen solo note for note. Well, you know, that's that's amazing. It really is. Uh but the thing is, those guys already did it. What I do yeah. is if I hear something, like if I if I listen to Eric Johnson for a half a second, I will pick up something from him that I like. Yeah. And then I create my own licks or my own patterns off of what I just heard. Not to sit and play the record a thousand times to get what he did note for note. I, I get the essence of what he did. Right. And you create. Right. And that's what I was telling you before the interview started. I have my book that I, you know, I've got a book here of 540 pages that I've, uh, you know, written down things. And, you know, throughout my, you know, career, just, you know, every time I come up with a riff, um, uh, I, I put it in this book, you know, uh, it's just one of those things. I, I try to create my own style and I, that, that's the way you are. Like I watch you and you play all these, like when I see you play these strange instruments that I can't even hold, I go like, what the heck is this guy doing? You know? <laughs> I go, I go, I can't even believe he could play that thing. You know, it's like, it's, it's mind blowing. I just, and it's so funny. You used to live right around the corner from me too. I, can't I know. Believe that. I know. That's that. It's like if I if I really knew that, we could have gotten together so many times. Oh, crap! I had a studio right there. Don't don't do that to me now. No, I, I didn't even know. Yeah. I, 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 now, did you grow up in Wethersfield? Or no, I grew you? up in Coventry. So uh, Wethersfield. Oh, Wethersfield's the uh, the big city. You know. My wife grew up in Rocky Hill, and she wanted she wanted that house since she was a little kid, and right. uh, it came on the market. <laughs> so there it is, man. <laughs> wow! I wish I had known. I used to see you bring the trash barrels out to the street. <laughs> I said, I'm guys. Yeah, that was that's my big thing. So let let's talk a little bit about. You're kind of a, a multi-talented person. You're also an inventor. So let's chat about that a little bit. Okay, well, uh, sort of funny um, and, and not so funny at the same time. I had busted my, you know, I'm left-handed, first off, for yeah, those who right. don't know that. Um, so I had uh, an accident where I busted my, I popped my knuckle down on my right hand, which is my fretboard hand. Uh, yeah, my third finger, I, I had popped that down. So I had to go into a, I had a half cast on. My my uh, ring finger and my pinky were in a half cast for a while, about, about a month, uh, maybe even less than that. Um, so when the cast came off, I wanted to, I, I was trying to think of something. I, I was looking at all these finger exercises along with the practicing, but uh, I wanted something that I can mess with in the car while I'm driving just to really work the hand, you know, nonstop. And 
I tried a bunch of things and a lot of them had these spring tensions and everything. And when I tried them after I got done using them, I said, geez, this isn't what my, you know, my hand feels like when I practice. Cause those things like tighten my hand up where I can barely open it. You know, I said, that's not what my hand feels like. I said, my fingers are nice and loose when I uh, get done practicing. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I, I, I came up with this idea. I wanted to have a little guitar neck, a real neck, uh, you know, like maybe five frets, five or seven frets that had real strings on it. Something I could just move my fingers back and forth on and pull the strings and everything, not tune it, not, nothing that it could tune the pitch, but just for me to have real strings, get my calluses strong. And um, I told a buddy of mine about it and he made me one. And then one time I was, uh, uh, up at a friend's house that's really into marketing, you know, this this is what he does for a living. And uh, he saw it in my car, like on the floor of my car, because I drove around and used it all the time. He goes, what's this? I said, oh, it's this thing I invented, <laughs> you know, that I, you know, to build up <laughs> my hand strength, you know, and this and that. He's looking at it, you know, you know, examining and taking measurement. Next thing I know, he goes, I, I'm going to put this into production next thing you know it's being made in china you know it's getting <laughs> all these prototypes of everything so yeah i've had this um this thing called a shred neck is uh, i came up with that as the title it, it was sort of fitting because you're you know shredding your fingers on it and um you know it's it's great it's, they've been selling good we have a website shredneck.com and we have all kinds of like mini travel guitars and everything else on there so it's it's pretty cool. You know, check it out sometime. Yeah, well, I, ha- I have seen those at, at guitar shows. So you, you've had them for uh, quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, they've been out for a while. So uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it's just a, a, a cool little thing. You know, like I said, it's not a, a something you tune up the pitch. It's like working out with weights. It's just literally something to strengthen your hand and keep your calluses strong. That's the one thing I love about it because they're real strings. Like I take them and pull, like you could have, it has real guitar tuners on it. So you could adjust the tension of the tuners and I pull on the strings, you know, so the strings are digging into my fingers and, you know, just keeping the calluses nice and strong. That's great, man. Yeah. And and how long has it been out? Oh man. Uh, I, I, I have to say it's, a good 10 years now. I, that's been, what I figured. Everything yeah, to me is five years, so I figured I'd double that and I'd, I'd be safe. We're going to yeah. come right back. Uh, we have a great sponsor, Ion Bank, and we want you to hear about them. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about your band autograph. So uh, awesome. everybody stick around and we'll be right back. The pandemic has affected our business. We are down roughly 70%. I was nervous, I was scared. When the PPP loan program was announced, the first people we reached out to were our partners at Ion Bank. We were very, very pleased to be approved through Ion Bank, and they took the time and the effort to make sure that we were going to be okay. The team at Ion Bank has just done everything possible and went above and beyond, as they always do, Welcome back to Waterbury, Connecticut's Palace Theater's Concert Conversations. I'm your host, Tom the Sioux Forest, and today we are talking to guitar savant and inventor, Jimmy Bell. So, Jimmy, uh, you are currently with a band, uh, Autograph. Yes. 
You want to talk to me? I mean, it looks like you're with 40,000 bands, but uh, is that well, the one I look at your website? Uh, yeah, the autograph is, uh, you know, was a, a, a really big band in the 80s. Uh, they, as a matter of fact, their, their very first tour that they ever did before they were even like a band was with opening for Van Halen. <laughs> you know, wow, it was man. Kinda one of these things they had, you know, they had this song that they wrote called turn up the radio mm -hmm. and uh it ended up being like an anthem it sold massively and uh it's one of these things where it's a real privilege to be with them i i was very good friends with the guitar player steve lynch he's uh um i got to meet him a few times and then we actually remained friends and uh you know one day i happened to uh he happened to make an announcement on facebook um that he was leaving autograph and wanted to uh you know pursue something else so i got to you know i had become friends with the whole band and i just you know messaged him i said guys i know you're probably getting a thousand phone calls right now but i'd like to tell you i'm interested in playing in the band now steve uh is a master at tapping he has this where he uses lots of multiple fingers in tapping. Yeah. And uh, my technique is uh, pretty, you know, I do tap, uh, but it was mostly picking. Uh, so I was, I had my concerns about that because of uh, such a different style, but the guys loved it. And uh, they were, you know, they, they welcomed me with open arms and so did all their fans. It was just a real honor. Uh, I think it helped that, you know, I sing backgrounds and I, uh, I worked on the stuff like really hard and I had the whole set down before, and I was only supposed to have four songs down, but I learned the whole set. Boy, that's amazing. So I, I, yeah. So I think that that really, uh, impressed them that, you know, it showed, you know, extra motive motivation. And, you know? and also shows it, 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 there are a lot of people who cannot do that unless they're, you know, rehearsing with the band. Uh, so, wow, that's that's great, Jimmy. So Yeah, so, I, you know, the, I, the only song they said was, uh, you know, and they have a lot of stuff. They've had songs and movies and everything, but uh, they said the only song we carry that you really have to do, the guitar solo exact, is Turn Up the Radio, which is a classic uh, solo that you couldn't change anyway. That yeah. would be like, uh, you know, trying to do a different solo for Flying High Again by Ozzy. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, it, you have to do the solo that's on there or people are going to look at you weird. <laughs> you know? uh, so that's how uh, iconic the solo is. But, um, you know, that's all I do for no. And then since joining the band, I did learn how to uh, uh, incorporate uh, a couple other fingers into my uh, tapping routine. <laughs> uh, in, in fact, uh, I just, uh, we recorded a new song uh, last year called Souls on Fire, which uh, uh, is, is doing well. And then we have another one coming out uh, very shortly. And I just did the solo for it uh, the other day where I actually used uh, multiple finger tapping uh, in part of the solo section. So it's, you know, all good. I'm just waiting for the gigs to come back, Tom. That's the big thing. I had I had so many gigs booked for uh, that. This is the weird thing. I, I finally get into autograph, you know, at the end of uh, in my first gig with it with them was in August of 19. And, um, you know, played a few gigs 
with them and then played the Monsters of Rock Cruise on in uh, February of 2020. And and then, boom, as soon as the cruise ship landed, within a week, everything, you know, COVID took over, canceled everything. My whole, my summer, li- literally from April on, every, I was packed, packed with gigs and oh. everything got got lost. Everything. <sighs> Yeah, you, you, and everybody else uh, on my my podcast, uh, Chasing the Blues. I was ta- I, I talked to a, a lot of folks who you know everybody would know, like Mark Farner, and I talked to Felix Cavalieri. I love Mark Farner. Yeah, I mean, great people, right? John Oates, yeah. and uh, they all said the same thing. You know, they all were packed, and uh, but they said they all said it gave them a chance to not be so activity driven uh, does that make sense to you yeah of course it does i i it it does for uh i guess for a lot of people that have been doing the same thing for maybe a little while but in my case i was over anxious because i had just gotten in the band and i've only i had only done a handful of gigs with them so i wasn't you know i haven't even got my feet wet with them yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I sure. There's so much more I, I have to do with that band. And it was like, oh, come on. You know, it's like, even they, they tell me the guys of the band, they just, we, we can't believe this happened, Jimmy. We feel bad for you. You know, you, you we know how much this meant to you and you just get in. But, you know, we, you know, we can't dwell on it. I, I, I it bothered me at first time really bad. Um, but then, you know, I, I step back and, and go, well, it's, it's not me personally, you know, it's, this is the world that's happening to everybody. Yeah. You know, this is not a personal thing that's happening to me. So, you know, it, when I looked at it like that, uh, I realized that, okay, we're just going to go through this and ride it out. And then things will get back to normal eventually. I got my second shot. I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh man, I get mine. I get mine tomorrow. So I'm I'm your second. Uh, I'm pretty damn excited about it. Is it your second or your first? Second, yeah. Good. So so man, I'm gonna be breathing on everybody. So everybody stand <laughs> stand back, man. Uh, that's that's the way that goes. So so yeah, we are we're kind of at the you know at the window here. So do you have tours set up and gigs to gigs to go? Oh yeah, um, I'm. Uh, uh, things you know, a, a few things already got moved again, mm-hmm. but. Uh, and there's, uh, but if you go to autographband.com and, uh, hit the tour dates, all those come up. Plus I play locally with, uh, my deep purple, uh, tribute band, which is not just deep purple. It's called beyond purple, which means everything that ever, uh, branched off of deep purple. So we do rainbow white snake, you know, all the, you know, things that actually branched from, mm-hmm that incredible band um i have shows with them booked already starting next month in fact uh we'll be doing april um i forgot the exact day we're doing a live stream from daryl's house cool my Uh, favorite place man yeah it's a great place to play i played there uh before it's it's really beautiful down there yeah they're nice to the to the artist too yeah they are but yeah so beyond purple and uh an autograph and you know it's all good to go. That's fantastic. So, uh, is Autograph have uh, uh, tour dates moved? They've moved them, so they have a, a group of tour dates set up. 
Well, some shows, a couple things, like we had this, this is big festival in Enfield, Connecticut, uh, that autograph happened to be on, you know, and, uh, uh, with Slaughter and Vixen. And then, uh, but this is it. They do it every year, the Enfield town green. So we were supposed to be there, uh, in, uh, you know, 2019, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, in, in 2020. And of course that got moved. And then now, even it got moved again to 2022. Uh, it was supposed to happen in, uh, you know, July of 21. But because of, you know, because a lot of it's run by, you know, has to do with local business support. Um, you know, they're still catching up, you know, yeah, they're trying to, yeah. you know, get their lives back and everything. So, you know, there's a couple things that did get moved to 2022, but I do have dates starting in, in uh, May. And, and I got a pretty good summer as long as nothing else happens. Uh, you know, but I'm, I'm looking at it like this. I, I just literally take it day by day. You know, I, I, at any moment the phone could ring and say, they just moved this one to this. Cause I did have uh, two or three more shows in May and, and they got moved to later. So, um, uh, so, uh, you know, you just got to take what you can. Absolutely. You know, um, I want to make sure that people can hear your music while you're, you are here. So, um, it's, it's Jimmy Bell guitarist.com. Yeah, that's my website. Jimmy Bell guitarist, all right. one word.com. And uh, that lists uh, the groups, and it talks about the Shredneck, and it's got your bio and credits, equipment, uh, interviews, uh, and it's really a, a nicely done site. So everyone needs to check that out. And then they need to go to Autograph uh, Band. It's AutographBand.com and yes, check sir. out that. Um, and uh, I'm very excited to have had you on the show, Jimmy. Uh, I appreciate it, Tom. It's I it's it's uh, it's a great thing, man. I I, uh, I have the utmost respect for you, my friend. Thank and, you. Uh, it's a real honor that you uh, asked me to be on with you. I oh can't no! Thank you enough. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm just ticked off. Uh, you never made it to my my studio, so that's. Uh, that may, maybe uh, in the future. I'm look. I'm looking for another studio. So uh, let, we'll let's, work it out. Let's we'll check that out. out, Jimmy. Thank thank you so much. And when uh, autograph hits back into the studio, uh, I would love to have you come back on the show, and we'll do an update. Absolutely. I do want to say that as of right now, um, I am booked at. Uh, am I able to say a, a show that I booked at? Of course. I don't, I don't, Oh, um, I am uh, supposedly at the Wolf Den at, at Mohegan Sun, um, July 29, which is a Thursday with autograph. Uh, that show has been was postponed from, uh, you know, uh, a year ago as well. So um, hopefully uh, that will stick and it'd be nice because it, it would be my first local show since I joined the band. And I know a lot of people. Uh, uh, really want to see me perform with them. So. Oh, that's great. That is That will be a great show. So everybody got that down. What's the date again? Uh, July 29th, the, uh, Thursday at the Wolf Den. You know, uh, whatever they do, 7 to 9 or 8 to 9, 15. You know, that's only an hour and, an hour and 15, hour and a half show. Perfect, perfect. Well, again, thank you, Jimmy. Very much okay. appreciate it, man, and, and we will be in touch. All right, Tom. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. 
That's it for us today. Concert Conversations brought to you by the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut and presented by Ion Bank. Make sure you stay tuned and check out other podcasts that we have from this show. We have some great guests from all around Connecticut, both local, regional, and national. So have a great day, everybody, and make sure that you wear your masks.